Blog Talk Radio. Do you watch Fox News all day? Are you dizzy from conservative spin? Are you a birther or teabagger? You might be suffering from a condition called barachnophobia. If so, the only cure is Liberal Dan Radio. Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central on Blog Talk Radio. Warning, Liberal Dan Radio is not a substitute for doctor's advice. Severe cases of barachnophobia may require psychiatric help. This may prove expensive if Republicans repeal health care. Listening to Liberal Dan Radio may cause you to embrace things like facts, logic, and reason. If these symptoms last for more than four hours, you have been cured. For more information, go to liberaldan.com. Welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio, Talk from the Left, That's Right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from uh, New Orleans, Louisiana. To join in on the uh, fun, you can call 347-838-8368. That is area code 347-838-8368. You can join the chat room at blogtalkradio.com. Click the Skype button from that page if you want to connect using your Skype uh, either on your and cell phone or on your uh, computer. Or if you're listening after the live broadcast, you could always uh, leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc. on the show thread over at liberaldan.com. Uh, today uh, we are celebrating the three-year anniversary of Liberal Dan Radio on uh, Blog Talk Radio. And I'm happy to still be doing this. I would, you know, of course, love to see uh, the next three years uh, cause... Uh, the show to become much bigger and better and widely listened, and I'm going to work hard to do just that. Um, you know, had definitely had a good, I've had a good three months. Uh, I've taken a lot of time off from the from the podcast these last three months. You know, uh, just to keep you informed, I, I have a new new full time employment, uh, which is good. I'm very happy with my new employer. Um, it feels like I'm gonna. It's not only a place where I'm working that's gonna you know challenge me with my career. Uh, and, and my skills as a software developer, but it's also going to, um, I think, be rewarding in the work that I'm going to be help doing while working as a software developer for that company. So I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about that. Um, you know, lots of new things. I've created my own new blog at uh, DanielJZimmerman.com. You can go to that, you know, just the letter J. You can go to that um, blog as well. And I'm putting, you know, some of my other interests. Like, basically, um, I have my one blog for politics. I have my one blog for Disney stuff. And then this blog is basically going to be for everything else. Be it gaming, you know, games that I play, either um, like Ingress on my phone or or tabletop games uh, like X-Wing, War Machine, Hordes, uh, from, you know... Uh, the new game that I've found that I like, an 18xx version of games. All these games that I play, basically getting my nerd out. I'll be talking about those over there. Plus other things like maybe discussing, you know, just you know, vacation things that aren't Disney related. And and um, I'm also going to have some sample writing. There is some sample writing right now. When I took a writing course, I was uh, you know had 
you know, people in the course were grading what I was writing and has, giving their opinions and uh, have a book idea that I want to write. So, you know, I'm going to be putting some writing pieces up there. Um, at the moment, a lot of the things that I'm writing are a little dark. <laughs> but And the, the book I want to write, which is fine, is not dark at all. Uh, but I, um, you know, it, it's just something that I want to, you know, expand on as well. So, um, I'll be working hard on a lot of those new things out of everything else in my life seems to be getting into order. Hopefully knock on wood, uh, knocking on my head for those, you know, can't see me through the internet, which is nobody. Um, but anyway, going to get back to, uh, doing things the way that I used to do them prior um, including starting off the show, as I like to do, with a snarky look at this week's headlines. Lenny Kravitz was performing a show in tight leather pants. He squatted down and a rip happened. Apparently, his manhood wanted to get away. It wanted to fly away. Yeah. No news on who the designer of his leather pants is. I would steer clear of them, especially on days with heavy splits, unless you like showing your junk off to the world. Google is reporting that there is a that a weakness that was claimed to, to enable hackers to take control of 90% of all Google phones, called stage fright, was actually protected on 90% or so of those phones. Interesting. So not only will Google phones protect you from viruses, but they will help you pee in front of others as well. It is believed that the wreckage from a missing Malaysian airliner, Flight 370, was found off the coast of Africa. Now, if they could only find where in the world Carmen Sandiego is. Finally, Japan is commemorating the anniversary of the seven, 70th anniversary of the bombing of Hiroshima. Survivors at the ceremony were said to be glowing. And that was this week's headlines. Uh, so let's see, what do I want to talk about today? Uh, we have many things that I want to discuss. There's, you know, Planned Parenthood, there's... Um, the GOP and that craziness that's going on. I'm sure next week is going to be an interesting week as I uh, dissect uh, what happened in the uh, first uh, GOP forum slash debate, you know, the forum for the uh, people at the kids' table and the debate for the top ten people. Um, I use the word top ten loosely uh, because looking at some of the – I'm just – you know, I guess I'm not really shocked that, that Ben Carson is there. I mean, he has been popular amongst Tea Party ilk. Uh, but, you know, one interesting thing I think is the, I'm seeing going on, and you know, is the fact that Donald Trump is, is doing so well. And I don't think anybody expected him to be doing that well. I don't think anybody thought, oh, Donald Trump, you know, his money, he, he's, he's going to be popular. Not only is he popular overall, he's popular in the states that matter at the beginning, too. Which is just weird. But, you know, and everybody's saying there was one poll where he won amongst every single group polled in the Republican poll, with the exception of those who self-identify as moderate Republicans. Now, I don't necessarily, you know, those are pretty few and far between. And even amongst moderate Republicans, Trump got like 19% to Bush's 20. So he's doing really well amongst everybody. But with a field such as wide as this, you know, yeah, you know, 20, 25, even, you know, maybe even 30% gets you, uh, you know, the lead. I mean, Donald Trump is what, 26%? Uh, 
better than the 13%. As I think Bloomberg News said, he's lapped the field. Now, what's interesting is, is that I, I don't necessarily see that happening because you know, I don't necessarily see that him being able to hold on to that unless he does an amazing job at the debates. And he may very well do an amazing job at the debates. But you know, from from what I'm looking at what he's doing, he's he's you know, he's being very rude and there's there's some examples of him being just um, ridiculously obnoxious and, and you know, some people like that, but it doesn't seem very presidential to me. You know, and maybe he's just doing it to get um the ratings or get, you know, what he would call ratings, I guess, to get popularity, to get his name out there, to have people talk about him. And if people are talking about him, they're not talking about other people, which, you know, some people would say is smart. But I don't he, – he's also very unpopular, which is odd because he's pulling the best, but he's unpopular because he has very high negative ratings too. People have a very high disapproval rate of – the Donald. And so I don't necessarily, you know, eventually as this campaign goes on, even as the one, two percenters at the bottom, you know, are, start dropping out because they realize I have no business being in this race. Like maybe, for example, Bobby Jindal. Um, he has no business being in the race. Uh, he probably is trying to get himself up there to be like a vice presidential candidate, perhaps. Who knows? But you know, I don't necessarily see like the votes splitting off in the same rates. Like just because Trump is doing really well amongst the current voters doesn't mean he's going to get that much of the support for the other people that go away. I think a lot of what's going to happen is those people are going to find their way to other people. And it's kind of how at the end of last the last Republican election – it's how Santorum did so well. You know, Sant- I wouldn't have given Santorum the ability to, to, to get fifth, sixth, let alone second in in the Republican field. But between Romney and everybody else, Santorum was the last one standing. Because people who were falling off the wayside, people who were saying, okay, well, I'm giving up on this election, those voters didn't want to go to Romney. Those voters mostly went to other people. I mean, Romney got enough to make get the nod, but it, there was a lot of people who went the other way because they didn't like Romney. They didn't want to see Romney as president, as as a GOP nominee, because they didn't think he was conservative enough. So I, I definitely think once the field starts thinning, that you're going to start seeing other people rising up. You're going to start seeing your Chris Christie rising up. You're going to start seeing your Jeb Bush rising up. Your and Rand Paul, perhaps, and probably not Bobby Jindal, because he's, you know, he does have a good political system behind him uh, that's been pushing him ever from the beginning. He's very well controlled, and and he's doing the, quote, right things, and by right, I don't mean correct, by right, I mean conservative, um, to get himself out there in his name, no, it's just not getting detraction as of right now, and I don't think it's going to get it because he's just there's just so much bad stuff about him, and and a lot of it's going to come from Liberal Dan Radio. Even though I would love to see him go as far as possible, because if if anybody really knows Bobby Jindal, it, I'm one of the 
I would say I'm one of the top five people because when I ran against him in 2004, I had to do most of my own research. I had to do all the legwork. I had to find all that information myself. So I have a wealth of knowledge up in here uh, to to be able to share with you, the listeners of Liberal Dan Radio, everything you might want to know or probably wish you didn't know about Louisiana Governor Bobby Jindal. Anyway, uh, but first, let's before I hit the first commercial break, um, actually, no, let's go ahead and hit the first commercial break, and then I'll do um, the bit that comes after that, and then I will do, I'll go a little bit more into uh, the Tweet of the Week as well. But again, if you want to call in, it's 347-838-8368, that's area code 347-838-8368. Or you could leave a message on the chat room or connect via Skype. Or if you're listening after the live broadcast, you can go to liberaldan.com and comment on the show page there. Until after this break, this is Liberal Dan Radio. Talks from the left. That's Are you planning a trip to Disney soon? Do you want help avoiding spending mistakes and making the most of your vacation? Then check out BudgetEars.com, a new site devoted to helping you get the most mouse for your money. What kinds of tickets should you get? Is the dining plan a good deal for you? Should you stay on grounds or not? Should you buy park hoppers? Many other sites are filled with information about what other people like to do. But BudgetEars is geared to help you make the best decision for you. So check out BudgetEars.com or go to YouTube.com slash BudgetEars and help make your trip the best it can be. BudgetEars.com is not a travel agency and it is not affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its holdings. I am sick and tired of the propaganda in today's media. You know, we can't have a sane discussion about politics. Well, yes, you can, and it's on ROJS Radio Live with your girls, Monica RW, and Automatic. I'm there every week when they discuss Michigan and national politics, job search, unemployment, and more from independent laugh, sanity-based point of view. So, tune in. ROJS Radio Live, Saturdays and Sundays at 11 a.m. sharp here on the Blog Talk Radio Network. And welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio, Talk from the Left, That's Right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, from New Orleans, Louisiana. Uh, Getting to join the show, it's area code 347-838-8368. Or you can leave a question in the chat room, or you can connect via Skype, uh, via the Blog Talk Radio page. Or again, you can leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc. about the show, if you're listening after the live broadcast, over at liberaldan.com. Um, for a little break, just, you know doing a little welcoming back of everything just because of the fact that I've, you know, missed several shows over the past, over the summer. Um, but just wanted to start anew. Again, this is the third anniversary of uh, Liberal Dan Radio being on the air. Um, and, you know, if, if you've listened for a while, there's been one bit that I've enjoyed doing. And typically it's, it's me uh, doing a voice of somebody who might be uh, described as a, quote, redneck. Um, but in this case, there was an interesting altercation or or discussion that took place at a uh, Confederate flag rally uh, between a, a black gentleman who had an it had a issue or had a question to ask uh, one of these uh, 
Southern heritage protesters. Uh, he wanted to ask him about his shoes. So without further ado... And now, this week's words of redneck wisdom, brought to you by Liberal Dan Radio. Excuse me, sir. I just, uh, sorry to bother you. I'm George Cheedy. Good to meet you. Um, I just wanted to mention, and I, 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 just, I didn't know if you were aware, uh, the, the, the shoe, or, I, I know you came here, you're the, the Ku Klux Klan and whatever. I'm not here yeah. for the Klan, but I'm here as a Southern American. Nobody, nobody sent me here. I was here. I am here. She's my old lady. She's my old lady. The only thing I wanted to mention is that the shoes that you're wearing. Yeah, what's the matter with them? Well, that brand. What's the matter with the shoes I'm wearing? It's the the red, black, and white. The brand FUBU. FUBU stands for... who what I wear. It stands for For Us. By us, I don't and it care was what uh, it's by. I bought them. It's it was a to buy them. it was a black. Uh, there was a black fellow who sort of care. created it as a brand care. for for African American well, pride. Well, I don't care African American wear them. Them shoes that you probably wore were designed by a white man back in the 1920s. But does that make you stop wearing them shoes because a white man designed them? I just I don't I, care if a black man designed my shoes. I, I find it interesting though that like because it's more than no, just I don't a hate you. I tried to say that a while ago. I hate not you, but I hate what your people are doing to this country. My people. Okay. No, no, you're right. Are you not black? Are you not black? Hey, it's not worth it. Or not 90% of the money. Some people will be happy. You have just heard more words of redneck wisdom brought to you by Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. I enjoyed that, you know, whole you people thing or your people. Um, another thing I, I missed, I think the first time I watched it was the fact that he was talking about the color uh, of of his shoes, a red, black, and white. That's interesting. There was a flag that was red, black, and white uh, that a certain country in the early 1940s flew as well. So I'm wondering if that's why he picked the colors uh, in those shoes. It's very interesting. Uh, unfortunately, I had some somebody was in the chat room and they, I guess, left. They didn't like uh, me. Maybe they didn't like me ridiculing the, the Southern uh, man, the, the Klansman who was sporting his Nazi color shoes. Uh, <laughs> which I guess it's kind of funny that, you know, FUBU would have Nazi colored shoes. But, you know, it's it was, you know, it's they know not what they do. <laughs> for us, by us. But he's he's going to be wearing, he bought himself a pair of shoes for us, by us. I don't care what the shoe is. I could have a right to wear the shoes. I can buy it, can't I? Well, yeah, but, you know, you're going to make yourself look an idiot while whilst marching around with your uh, Nazi colors and your Confederate flag and your white power crap. Um, I, he didn't say white power in that particular video, but I think if I was going to guess, and you know, perhaps I'm wrong, but I'm, I'm sure that at some point in this gentleman's life, he's probably uttered those words more than once um, at some sort of rally, uh, perhaps uh, emboldened by a mask or a hood, uh, if you will. Um, so, again, it's 
words of redneck wisdom. Look forward to finding more clips and finding more uh, interesting information uh, uh, to share about uh, the, especially now that there's such an uproar about the South and um, the like. Um, interesting. I I just had a big, a whole bunch of stuff shut down. So hopefully I'm still connected. Um, uh, Mozilla decided it didn't want it to shut. So interesting. Um, anyway, just just stuff that you, I, one thing that happens sometimes on on uh, Liberal Day and Radio is there are technical issues, and and sometimes those technical issues um, are, happen because of uh, Blog Talk Radio, and some of the times it happens because of. Um, some of it happens because of um, the cable or, or a storm, and and sometimes you know I actually had to restart my entire reset my entire computer from scratch uh, the other day. So uh, I was scrambling to try and get everything up and running, and it seems like Firefox decided that it was just going to be um, well uncooperative to say the least because it wanted to close but fortunately the show's still going on and Skype's still connected so that that's a good thing um anyway so to get to uh the tweet of the week um which is brought to you by Jamil Smith at Jamil Smith on Twitter and I didn't do what I normally do, and but I will, which is uh, follow him. Learning about the learning about that Texas voter ruling makes me sad that Rick Perry isn't in the GOP debate. All right, Fox News would never ask anyway. So it's interesting. I, I do find it very interesting that Rick Perry is actually not in the debate. That he is. Um, that he won't be participating, at least in the in the adults table. He'll he'll go to the kids table for sure, but he's not going to be in the adults table. Um, so, and, and it's definitely interesting that this, this ruling came down today. I was very happy that it came down today because for those who don't remember or need a little re- refresher, um, there are certain states that were needed. Uh, the Justice Department would have to come in and approve certain voting regulations because those states had proven in the past that they were um, not to be trusted when it came to voting regulations. And that their actions uh, were typically seen as discriminatory against certain classes of people and that uh, they needed to basically get pre-approval for, from the Justice Department to allow them to uh, to allow those rules to come into place. And when you have a Justice Department underneath a Democratic president, let's say, um, that's potentially less than likely to happen, especially if uh, those people that are going to be potentially disenfranchised by your new voting rules are going to be somebody who um, is in in a protected class, like African Americans or Hispanics uh, who tend to vote 
more often for liberal candidates than conservative candidates. Now, I would hope, obviously, that uh, if a conservative candidate would be disenfranchised because of a liberal state's policies, that they would actually fight that too. Uh, but those states that are, quote, liberal uh, are, tend to not be under the Voting Rights Act requirements that required the prior authorization uh, to or approval uh, in order for those rules to be passed. So if there were any rules that would come into those states, they would have to take the second route, which is to go to the court after the fact and say, look, you know, these rules are unconstitutional, here's why, and then have, uh, you know, the hearing. Well, once the Supreme Court overturned that section of the Voting Rights Act, basically saying that you don't need preauthorizations, that that's somehow um, unconstitutional for whatever reason, because these states have proven that they are to be trusted. These states have proven that they can, you know, that they're not going to do things, you know, badly and or mistreat their voters or any particular class of voters, etc. It didn't matter that several Republicans were, were you know, operatives were, were caught on tape or were interviewed or actually flat out admitted that the reason that they were making these rules was to make it harder for black people to vote. That didn't matter to the Supreme Court. All that mattered was, we're beyond that now. We need to be fair to these people. So what did they do? What did Texas do? As soon as it came down, boom, they had a pass. They they had that ready to go, and they passed it and signed it and put these new voting regulations into place, and everyone cried foul, or at least everybody on the left cried foul because of the fact that you know, they viewed these regulations as discriminatory. Um, so, basically, the Texas ID law, according to the New York Times article, is one of the most strictest uh, in the, of its kind in this country. It requires voters to bring a government-issued ID to the polls, accepted forms of identification, included driver's license, passport, concealed handgun license, and an election identification certificate issued by the State Department of Public Safety. Um... Now, the the district, the uh, federal appeals panel ruled uh, that this law was in fact discriminatory, um, and it was it sent the law back to the lower court to basically say, um, you know, you need to be, you need to basically show that this wasn't a, a that it wasn't actually had discriminatory intent. Um, but Texas is going to keep continuing to fight for the voter ID requirement uh, to ensure the integrity of elections in a Lone Star State. Now, uh, it has been shown. Now, I, I have said on Liberal Band Radio prior um, that I don't. I'm not opposed to the idea of a requirement of showing ID. Louisiana has an ID law. Louisiana ID law. You know, will give you an ID for free. And Louisiana will actually, you know, you know, if, they, if you give an ID for free, that's fine. But a lot of these things in these ID laws. Um, are not just about IDs. These ID laws are also about other things as well, um, that, and they do other things uh, that that are discriminatory and seek to restrict access to the voting booths. And that's most of the that's the problem I have with most of these laws. But you know, some of the requirements they put on you know people like in Texas to get IDs is part of the problem. 
it's not just the fact that you you know you can give an ID. You know, if if you make it impossible for certain people to get IDs because they don't have the proper documentation, then they're not going to be able to show up at the polls and vote because they're not going to have the right identification. They're not going to have the right proof to get the ID in the first place, and that's part of the problem. There's actually, I think, a former, I want to say this is in Texas, a former Texas Secretary of State who is not able to vote because he can't produce the right documentation under Texas law. There are other people who have been shown that, you know, that have been voting for years. They are them, but because of one thing or another, either a fire or misplaced documents, or, hey, you you know, you're 90-something years old, you want to go vote, but you, you left your... You know, you used to be able to vote with these certain things. You never had to go get it, you know, a particular other form of ID that is now required. And now in order to get that ID, you lack certain documents. And they say, well, no, sorry, we, you are not who you, you – we can't, you can't prove who you say you are, so therefore you're not going to be able to vote. Um, and part of these – you know, these laws are – I mean, again, they are meant to keep people away from the voting booths. And the less – the more people that are – are kept from the polls, the more likely Republicans win. And they know this, right? The Republicans know this. The conservatives know this. And because of this, that is why they're going to continue to push for uh, these types of things. That's why we have to continue to fight these laws uh, because they're not about voting integrity. They're about eliminating eliminating voter integrity. They're about reducing turnout. They're about keeping people away from the polls so that Republicans can win. And to me... If you have to cheat to win, you you, you should have, you should be considered to already have lost. But they've cheated, they've gerrymandered, and it's going to be very hard to beat them in Congress, at least, uh, for the near future, unless people get off their butts and vote. Uh, let's go ahead and hit the news block, the bottom half of the hour. Um, again, if you want to call in, it's area code 347-838-8368. That's area code 347-838-8368. Or you can click the Skype button on the Blog Talk Radio page, ask your questions in the chat room, or go to liberaldan.com. So after the break, this is Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. Listening to Win Workers Independent News, a production of Diversified Media Enterprises. I'm Doug Cunningham. UAW Local 2865, representing 13,000 UC grad student workers, is calling for the ouster of the International Union of Police Associations from the AFL-CIO. UAW Local 2865's Brandon Buchanan says that the IUPA is inimical to the interests of labor. And in particular, contrary to the interests of black workers, our letter calls for the AFL-CIO to disaffiliate from this union in an effort to pursue its stated goal of fighting oppression and privation. And we argue that police support and actually require that oppression to do the kind of work that they are expected to do. Police cannot be a part of the labor movement because they stand against the interests of workers and against the interests of black communities in particular. Dennis Slocum is legislative director for the International Union of Police Associations. It's impossible to stand for the rights of working class people while opposing the people in law enforcement. We are working class, 
and we think this is nothing but a publicity stunt for a group that's struggling for some sort of attention. They don't call for their own union to disgorge police officers. They haven't called on ASME or CWA or any of the other organizations that represent police officers within the AFL-CIO. The Teamsters and SEIU who are outside of the AFL-CIO, but certainly our labor organizations, also represent police officers. UAW Local 2865 maintains that police unions serve the interests of police as an arm of the state and not the interests of police as laborers. Slocum says police unions represent their members in due process proceedings and enforce democratically enacted laws, but it does not condone illegal actions by police officers. The International Association of Machinists and Aerospace Workers is welcoming nearly a thousand new members at the Letterkenny Army Depot in Chambersburg, Pennsylvania. The workers employed by Bowhead Support Group, LLC, voted to join the IAM after a year-long organizing effort. The workers joined the IAM over issues like stagnant wages, increased health care costs and inadequate benefits. Responding to the new Obama administration power plant emissions regulations proposal, the United Steelworkers says it's committed to helping design state implementation plans that balance the need to address climate change with the need to ensure that U.S. workers and industries are not unfairly hurt in the process. The USW says it was one of the first industrial unions to endorse a comprehensive climate change bill. The steelworkers say that it's essential that the final rule achieves its intended goal of reducing our nation's emissions of carbon dioxide and capitalizes on the broader potential of maintaining and creating jobs across our nation in the energy and manufacturing industries. You've been listening to WIN, Workers Independent News. For more information, visit laborradio.org. Welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Thurman, coming from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's area code 347-838-8368. That is area code 347-838-8368. If you like the um, music that comes in and out of the uh, commercial breaks and at the beginning and ending of each show... Uh, you could always go to facebook.com slash you, the letter U, methods, or untested methods. Uh, a good friend of mine uh, is the person who made that music and allowed me to use that free of charge for my podcast. So I'm greatly appreciative of him. So just give him a little nod and say, hey, I heard your stuff on Liberal Dan Radio. I think it's awesome. I think you're awesome, too. And we appreciate you letting Dan uh, use that music. Um, so it's under Creative Commons license anyway, but he, I did ask for permission and he gave it to me. So, um, because Blog Talk Radio requires music to be pod safe, it's especially if you're um, you know, not operating as a non-for-profit. I would think in all cases that's the case, but I've heard conflicting stories from certain other hosts who seem to think otherwise. And well, you know... Um, I'm not going to necessarily argue with him. It's not that big of a deal to me. Uh, but I, I just, you know, better to me, it's better safe than sorry. Um, so one of the things that has gotten a lot of my conservative friends riled up, and actually less, I have less conservative friends on Facebook now than I used to because I started um, being a lot more strict with their, if they're going to, basically if you're going to, 
want to debate the issues with me, I'm going to require you that you behave in a reasonable and rational way. And if you don't behave in a reasonable, rational way, I have and, and respect my wishes, especially, I'm not going to consider you to be a friend, and then I, and I won't uh, keep you on my friends list. Um, so, and I guess that also probably also applies at liberal the Facebook page for Liberal Dan Radio. That's uh, Facebook.com/slash/LiberalDan. Uh, but you know, I still have some conservatives on there, and, and I'm you know discussing these issues, this particular issue, um, which is the whole. Planned Parenthood uh, discussions as to whether or not Planned Parenthood is selling uh, fetal tissue for profit, um, and you know a lot of things are involved here. And you know the bottom line is this group wants to shut down Planned Parenthood and is willing to do anything that it can to do so. Uh, and, and, and I've surmised that they're not above lying, uh, they're not above misrepresentations, because as they say, a lie travels halfway around the world before the truth puts its pants on, or some other uh, explana- or declar- description of somebody who's getting ready to go and start a voyage. Uh, so just getting it out there to these people is the most important thing. Because if, if you get it out there, you get this information out there and you can show, you know, something that might be, quote, questionable. And then you use the weasel words that, that keeps you, that, the weasel words that keep you from getting sued. Like, this video may show Planned Parenthood doing this. This video may uh, show uh, a violation of a law. This, this video, Planned Parenthood may be violating the law when it comes to uh, the sale of fetal parts. They're not saying that they are. They're saying that there may. Uh, and if there may, there may not be. And so therefore, they're, if they really believe that Planned Parenthood is doing this, they need, to, they need to step up and say, Planned Parenthood is doing this, and then open themselves out for the ridicule when they're proved wrong. So when they're proved wrong, because they've used the word may, uh, they can say, oh, well, we did say may. We thought that it might be happening. It's shown that it's not, so therefore we're going to back down. Of course, it was shown that they're not, and they're not backing down, but they're still using all those weasel words that are in there um, to to you know give them that legal wiggle room uh, that allows them to uh, get away uh, with stating these inflammatory things. Now, you know the issue is basically um, you know they sent people undercover. Um, was it James Holmes? Was that the guy's name, or whatever the guy's name is, who uh, Breit Bart loved, or whatever? They went in undercover as like a a fake uh, organ procurement organization or business uh, to try and see how much money Planned Parenthood would accept. Um, and you know, they're so shocked and appalled that the people in Planned Parenthood would discuss. Uh, issues like this um, with, you know, in in the way that they do it. And, <clears throat> of course, they're talking about they put a value on an embryo or a fetus that people, many people who are pro-choice do not put. A lot of these people base their beliefs on their religious beliefs. And um, according to the Catholic Church, if, uh, you know, can, the, the act of insolment takes place at 
conception and, and that uh, you're not allowed to get an abortion for any reason, including to save the life of the woman. Um, there are exceptions to that rule, even though there's no exceptions. Uh, they basically say if you let's – say, let's say a woman has uterine cancer and they have to remove the uterus to save the life of the woman. Uh, if in doing so the pregnancy is terminated and you can't save the fetus – then you did not target the pregnancy. You targeted the, the you, you targeted the uterus, and as such, it's not morally considered to be an abortion um, or you know murder or whatever. Uh, but if you let's say a woman had preeclampsia and was at risk for high blood pressure um, and and was going could potentially have a severe case and die because of it. Uh, a woman would not be able to terminate the pregnancy to treat the preeclampsia. The woman would basically be required to die uh, if that happened because you, you can't terminate the abortion. You can't terminate the pregnancy, I mean. Now, as opposed to Jewish law, Jewish law um, treats the embryo as, quote, mere water, treats the fetus as having some value but not a full value, value of a full person. Judaism goes as far as to say, you know, if you mourn, uh, if somebody dies, in your family, like a close relative, you're required to, quote, sit shiva, which means a mourning period of seven days that you're supposed to, you know, wear black clothing, be, you know, you know, not do anything fun. Uh, depending on how observant you are, it'll be depending on how mournful the sitting of the shiva will be. Um, you are not required to sit shiva uh, if a newborn infant dies. I don't remember the exact age where you must start sitting shiva and when that begins, but it is not immediately. So even Jewish law might consider a born baby to have not the same value as uh, an, a, a person who's grown in the world a bit, let's say. Uh, this isn't to say that Judaism is like, oh, go abort, whatever. Uh, but Judaism, Jewish law does require a woman uh, to obtain an abortion if it, the woman is in a life-threatening pregnancy. No. I did not say that Judaism allows for this. I said that Judaism requires it. You, you, there is no choice in the matter if you're, a, if you're an observant Jew. You have to, as a woman, save your own life if, it, if your pregnancy is going to kill you. If you're, go, if you're about to, if you're going to die by maintaining a pregnancy, you're, you have to go to the doctor. You have to get it. You know, this is graphic language that you use, if you, especially if you're a pro-life person. You have to have it removed limb from limb by limb. Those are the words that they use. They they're very specific. Uh, Jewish law considers a, uh, in, in a in an unhealthy pregnancy when a woman's life is threatened. The Judaism considers a um, Judaism considers the fetus to be a rodef, uh, which is Hebrew for pursuer. Uh, it's the same thing as somebody who might be chasing you down an alley wanting to kill you, uh, and you are legally allowed to and required to protect yourself from a person who is pursuing you and trying to kill you or harm you in any way. You are legally required to do that. You are also, and, and Jewish law sees no difference between somebody who is a uh, pursuer who is actively pursuing you or a fetus, in this case, who's uh, residing in your body is causing you the threat of harm, and as such, you are required to protect yourself. That just shows the difference between. That's one of the reasons I don't go into all that when I deny the term Judeo-Christian. But it's one of the reasons why 
I don't believe in the term Judeo-Christian to begin with, that the differences on abortion are so far apart, and they're and and they they include so many different um, interpretations of whatever they believe God's law is that you, you know it's hard to say that they're the same. I can't say that they're the same when they have such fundamental differences about that one subject. So many so many things that differ uh, in those descriptions, and so I can't necessarily support the idea of Judeo-Christian. But you know, if if your beliefs on abortion are religious, if your beliefs are on abortion, you know, stem from where life begins, stems from your faith, then you, I have to ask why you're trying to legislate that. Um, to me, legislating a so I, I'm Jewish. I wouldn't want to. I'm not. I'm not the best Jew or the most observant Jew, uh, but I wouldn't seek to ban eating bacon. I also wouldn't seek to tell women that they are required to have an abortion in that circumstance. Why would I push that long? That's that's my faith. That's my religious belief. It's not yours. So why are you trying to push your belief on others? If you don't want to have an abortion because you believe that it's a sin, then you do right by you and your family. If you have, you know, a husband and kids and you are are having a, a pregnancy that's risky and as such you uh you, you choose to continue with the pregnancy and, and accept those risks, that's all you. I don't believe that you should be prevented from doing such. Um, and if you happen to die and leave your kids uh, without a mother and leave your husband without a wife, then you know that was your decision to make, and you are free to do so. But another woman <coughs> in that same situation might say, I don't want to risk my children having no mother. I don't want to risk forcing my husband to raise the kids by himself. I want to be there and be a partner with him and raise our kids together. Uh, and if this pregnancy risks that, then I'm going to terminate the pregnancy. If that's the case, then that woman should also be allowed to make that choice too. Um, but this is all, regardless of what that is, you know, this is kind of what they want. You know, I'm kind of you know playing into their hands. We're getting distracted a little bit in talking about abortion and causing people to have a discussion about abortion. And this isn't about abortion. And I'll go ahead and I'll take uh, the next, the last news block. And after we get back, we'll, we'll, we'll explain what this really is about and why, you know, if they prevented Planned Parenthood from doing this, it wouldn't make a, from from uh, donating these organs, it wouldn't make a lick of difference. Anyway, call in three four seven eight three eight eight three six eight. That's your code three four seven eight three eight eight three six eight. Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. If you need legal representation or advice on issues such as family law, bankruptcy law, DWI, or other civil or criminal matters, you need hands-on legal advice from someone who will treat you as a priority and not just another number. So call the law office of Sherry I. Sandler at 504-528-9500. That's 504-528-9500. Or email sandlerlaw at cox.net. I trust Sherry with my legal needs. So should you. The preceding ad was an unpaid client endorsement. 
Do you like fun jewelry? Do you wish you could design jewelry that is designed just for you and that tells your story? Well, with Origami Owl, you can do just that. An Origami Owl jewelry bar is a fun way to get together with your friends, hang out, and design jewelry. There is no pressure to buy, but when you host a party, either in person or online, you have the opportunity to get deeply discounted jewelry based on what the friends you invite to the party purchase. If you would be interested in holding a party, either online or in person, go to cassiezcharms.origamiowl.com. That is C-A-S-S-I-E-Z charms.origamiowl.com and contact Cassie today. And welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join in on the conversation, it's 347-838-8368. That is area code 347-838-8368. Before the break, was discussing, you know, the differences between uh, the Catholic faith and Jewish faith on the topic of abortion and, you know, why it shouldn't be necessarily used to um, cause, uh, to cause laws to be changed. But... This is again. This is what this quote Center for Medical Progress wants to have happen. One of the things they want to have happen is they want to have they want people to be discussing abortion because they don't want abort. They want to end abortion. They want to close Planned Parenthood, prevent them from giving out abortions, um, and they're hoping to do so by trying to claim by making them so unpopular for, under the belief that they may be doing something wrong, and they've showed nothing wrong. Um, John Kasich, governor of Ohio, he called for an investigation of Planned Parenthood based off of things like this. Ohio found nothing wrong. They found that Planned Parenthood was not doing anything wrong when it came here. Uh, let's just let's just look at the facts for a second. You have um, Planned Parenthood um, is not creating demand, or, or so is not creating demand for abortion uh, by having a donation program, a tissue donation program uh, that will donate. Uh, pieces of fetus uh, to labs for research purposes. Um, it, doing that doesn't create a demand for more abortion services. The demand for abortion stays the same regardless of whether or not um, these tissues are going to be donated to uh, research. The demand for abortion stays the same. There's there's no benefit to the woman, there is, but the woman does have to consent to it. There's no just 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 as if um, people were donating. Uh, let's say you had an unfortunate incident and your child died, and you wanted to donate your child's uh, body to, to research. Um, that people facilitate the donation of a child's cadaver to research does not increase the demand for dead children. It doesn't. It just doesn't. So people are going to want an abortion if they have an unwanted pregnancy and they seek to abort, and they choose to abort the pregnancy. Simple as that. So if this group stops Planned Parenthood from having a tissue donation program, well, it's not going to change the demand. They're still going to perform the same abortions. So common sense dictates that's not what they're doing here. They're not just trying to stop a tissue donation program. 
They're trying to stop Planned Parenthood from performing abortions. <clears throat> well, the best way to do that is to shut them down. And this is their way to shut them down, is by um, poisoning the well, by making them look like they are doing something wrong, and ca- then causing such an uproar amongst the base that they're going to have. You know, I'm sure this is going to be brought up at the debates and the forum tomorrow. I'm sure somebody's going to ask that question, and people are going to be talking about whether or not Planned Parenthood should be defunded, and I'm sure most, if not all, of the Republicans up on stage are going to say, yes, we should defund Planned Parenthood because they're doing this awful thing that they're not doing, because they're not doing anything wrong, because, again, they're going to be proved time and time again to not do anything wrong, to not have done anything wrong. So, and it's and it's often also a case of the the boy who cried wolf. You know, they were shown. You know, they were fact checked, and they were shown that um, you know these costs that were brought up in one of the first videos. You know, fifty to seventy five dollars, a hundred dollars per specimen is seen is is accepted to be reasonable and customary costs involved in uh, transferring. Uh, fetus parts to these researchers. It is reasonable and customary. Experts in the field have verified this. It's not like they're trying to get rich and trying to sell these, you know, for thousands and thousands of dollars. It's just enough money to cover costs. You know, even, and the only reason that that's, you know, they have to do that is because of the fact that the law prohibits them from making some some of their revenue by the sale of these tissue parts that would go into the trash anyway. To me, that law should go away. There's no reason to have that law. It makes no sense. If Planned Parenthood can cause, uh, can bring in some additional funding uh, because it's able to uh, procure uh, fetal tissue and if it enables them to provide care to other people that they otherwise might not have been able to provide uh, through those, then absolutely, by all means, they should be able to do it. They're not profiting from it. You know, they're 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 using the money to help their operation, and our operation is to you know, despite all of the bad things that are said about Planned Parenthood by the right, uh, their mission is is to help people. You know, they they give they give people you know Pap smears and check them for breast uterine cancer, cervical cancer. Uh, they give them a preventive care to prevent abortions. Planned Parenthood has prevented far more pre- unwanted pregnancies than it has um, given abortions or terminated pregnancies. Planned Parenthood is, is, is doing a good thing out there for people, and the, idea, and the idea of shutting them down is just would have such a drastic and horrible impact on uh, poor women in this country that it's just unbelievable that anybody would think that they're going to, you know, get this defunded. And they're not, because Obama's going to, they're either going to filibuster it or Obama's going to veto it, and it's never going to pass. They're never going to be able to defund Planned Parenthood. Now, they might, have, they might, the government might shut down over it. They might threaten to do that. Last time they did, it failed. They didn't actually do it. Um, so, the reason this is, you know, coming out probably now, they've been sitting on these videos for a while. Uh, one of the reasons they're just coming on now is because it's election season, and they want to be able to. They, all the pro-life people want to be able to find the best pro-life president, can't, presidential candidate, the best person who's going to come out there and fight 
for the for the power of government to come in and insert itself into the female vagina as opposed to the male vagina um and, and say hey we're not going to we're not going to allow you to abort anymore because you know we feel that government should be big enough to be in your um britches and to prevent you from having body autonomy so you know this is all about getting bad information out there. Um, again, as I've said in previous shows, it is more important to be popular than it is to be right. When they, This follows that same thing that I've discussed on shows before. If they can get it out there and get hits and get repeating the lie, it's more important than being right. Because by the time the lie is out there, people are just going to say, you know, you have people right now who are, tell, who are saying, oh, well, they're not lying. It's, it's these liberals that are trying to cover up for Planned Parenthood. That's what these people are saying. When, when, when shown facts that this is not what's going on, that this is that this is um, this is not illegal. This is not a violation of the law. This is not Planned Parenthood is doing nothing wrong here. When shown the facts about it, these people are not saying, oh well, maybe we shouldn't listen to the Center for Medical Progress anymore because they've proved themselves to be an untrustworthy search source. And while, if they're pro-life, while they might, you know, they might agree with the things that you know other pro-lifers say, they maybe we should find other people to be being to be advocates for this cause because they're proven themselves to be harmful to our cause because they've shown themselves to be liars. No, they're being. They're, people are standing up and applauding what they're doing. The people are standing up and applauding uh, the. You know, the fact that they're surreptitiously videotaping uh, people and they're editing what they're saying. And as far as I know, I don't. how am I to be sure that they're not even, you know, replacing audio? I don't know that. Are, is, it a guarantee, is, there, is there any guarantees that they haven't uh, replaced the audio? in these videos and have, you know, somebody nodding and saying, mm-hmm, 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 to one set of questions and then replace the audio with another set of questions and nobody would know the difference. How do we know that they're, I have no reason to trust anything that the, that this group has put out. Why? Because they've proven themselves to be untrustworthy. The boy that cried wolf. Uh, they have no reason to be honest because they're, what they're pushing is dishonesty. And if what you're pushing is dishonesty, there's no reason to be honest. So, I'll be covering this more. I'm sure more videos are going to come out. I'm sure more comments are going to come out. And more ridiculous things are going to be said about Planned Parenthood. Um, and I'll be here, along with a lot of other people, to debunk these people and to correct what's going on and to advocate for the right of women to have body autonomy and to choose uh, if they want to gestate uh, to keep the and keep the pregnancy or uh, not. Anyway, this is the end of the three-year anniversary show of Liberal Day and Radio. I hope to be here for three-plus more years, You know, continue doing what I'm doing, trying to spread the information, spread the word. Again, there's the GoFundMe page, GoFundMe.com slash Liberal Dan. Help me out there. Try and, to help, try and help me get the word out. Facebook.com slash Liberal Dan. BlogTalkRadio.com slash Liberal Dan. At Liberal Dan Radio on Twitter. Follow me there as well. Retweet, show updates, and everything. Until next week, 8 p.m., 
Uh, this is Dan Zimmerman with Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right.